Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the pop music album. <laughs> when are we doing our pop music album? Like when the Smurfs go pop. <laughs> and me, Will. This is the podcast where you take a great pop music album and break it down. Track by Track. And Will, it's Albums of the Year time. Can you believe, well, this is our fourth time of going through our albums of the year. And I thought, Will, I'd test your knowledge and test your memory. Can you remember some of our previous albums of the year? Oh, well, last year we had Steps with Steps. Yep. Uh, we had uh, some other ones as well. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. Let me refresh your memory. We also um, were joined by Bright Light, Bright Light to talk about Fun City. And we also did Kylie Love is Disco and Pet Shop Boys Hotspot. Oh, what a great year it was for some of our favourite acts last year. And the year before that, Will, we... Oh, Hot Chip. Uh, Two Door Cinema Club and some others. Banana Armor, Friendly Fires, and Mark Ronson. And then the year before that, in our first year, we'd only be going a few months, and it was Cher's Dancing Queen, Franz Ferdinand's Always Ascending, and Django Django's Marble Skies. I can't, but I didn't, know, didn't realize it's been four years. I thought it was three, but uh, more for me. We've been going three, but it's uh, we've done four Christmases. It's a bit like how Kylie's been releasing music for, in five different decades. Doesn't really add up. Need to get Cal Vorderman on the case, really. Or uh, who's it now? Rachel Riley. Rachel Riley, yeah. So we are kicking off uh, with uh, our first album choice. Uh, oh, wait, did I even say it on the turntable this week? No, oh. say it now. <laughs> and on the turntable this week, it's ABBA with Voyage. So it's a bit of a double helping of ABBA. Uh, if you're with us on Patreon, if you're not, get on there. Because last week we talked about The Visitors, wonderful album from ABBA from 1981. And this week, we're coming up right up to date, 40 years up to date, to 2021. Unsurprisingly, Voyage is one of our albums of the year. Yeah, I mean, it had. if ABBA would have released a brand new studio album, their first in 40 years, and we hadn't had it as one of our albums of the year, I think there'd be something wrong there, wouldn't there? Yeah, and I don't know whether... I, I think, thank goodness it was such a good album, but do you think it, there could have been 40 minutes of... Uh, Agnetha Retching, uh, and it would have been made one of our albums of the year. Quite possibly. <laughs> uh, and Dan, why do you think this was one of our albums of the year? Apart from it being an Abra, a new album album, Abra album. Yeah, I mean, apart from that, Will, I think just the fact that, you know, and, and trying not to repeat myself, but the fact that they came back after 40 years with an album that sounded just like Abba Still. They weren't influenced by what was going on or what is going on in the charts at the time. I think they said they were trend blind. They had no desire to bring in collaborators or do what Drake was doing, I think was one of their examples. They just went back in the studio, Benny and Bjorn put these tracks together. They brought in Agneta and Frida for those most phenomenal vocals and harmonies. And it is, I think, and I think you think, just a, a stellar album and worthy of inclusion with the rest of their studio albums. So Voyage, the ninth studio album from ABBA, released on the 5th of November this very year. First album in 40 years and first album since The Visitors, which we talked about last week. 
And I mean, this is the classic example of when the phrase, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, mm. actually is true, was done, and was done to great effect. Do you remember, Dan, the announcement? I do, because we were recording at the time and we had to take a break uh, mid-episode to go and watch that and see what what the hell was... Because we didn't know at the point, did we, that there was going to be an album. We just knew that ABBA Voyage, whatever it was, was a thing. Uh, and you came, we came back from that break and your eyes were very red because you got very emotional. I, honestly, I just found it the most joyous thing I think I've ever seen on TV. Just the, the fact that, you know, and there were rumours, of course, about the Avatar show and they'd, they'd already announced that there were new songs that they'd worked on. They said a couple... Then they said maybe there's a few more, but it was just just the fact that there was this announcement of a brand new album. And then, of course, we got to hear I Still Have Faith in You and Don't Shut Me Down, brand new ABBA songs, the first in four decades. The first, you know, since last time they released a new song, I wasn't even born. And then here they were with this two incredible songs. It was, yeah, it was very emotional. I was. Emotional? No. Uh, I was indifferent, but that's not the but by the by. I was was born. Only just, but I was. Oh, just, yeah. You can't remember it, can you? Right. Well, we'll come on to talk about kind of how successful this album has been in such a short space of time uh, further down in the episode. Uh, but let's get tuck, tucking in to the music. Mm, let's get tucking in. Let's get tucking in. <laughs> it's been a long year. <laughs> but, well. I do still have faith in you. Or I know I hear a bittersweet song. So, side one, track one. The Get the tissues out. I still have faith in you. Do I have it in me? I still have faith in you there. As we just hinted at before, this was the first brand new ABBA song that we got to hear. This actually, I think this played just before we got to hear from Benny and Bjorn and just before we got the confirmation of the album. And I don't know about you, Will, but this is kind of what I was expecting and I guess also hoping for from brand new ABBA. I think there was, you know, lots of thoughts about you know, could they really come back with bangers like Gimme, Gimme, Gimme? They'd already done really big emotional songs like When All Is Said and Done and The Winner Takes It All. Would they go on to work with other people, etc., etc., etc.? This is kind of everything I was hoping for and more. Just quality songwriting, beautiful singing, and full of emotion, as you'd expect from their, uh, from the masters of melancholy pop. And... I really love the sentiment in this song because, you know, it's about a group of people still wanting to work together and be together despite everything that's gone under the bridge so far. And we all know what that what that is. But it is very it's a big, bold track, isn't it? It is. Um, and of, yeah, as you say, it's about it's about them. The, the, they still have faith in each other. The whole lyrical content of this is them realizing that actually they do 
they are still ABBA and they do kind of have the power to be ABBA again uh, with a new album, with this incredible tour, which of course they're not actually going out live on stage, but they did have to perform in those strange Tron-like suits to create the show. And so, it, so it's really a beautiful title. Well, I still have faith in you. It's like they're all saying it to each other. Uh, and you mentioned those suits. I was surprised I didn't see more people wearing those for Halloween cozies because there were loads of the uh, like the Squid Game people and the girl who you know the, the girl from the, from that as well. Yeah. But you know, surely this would have been a brilliant idea. Well, is it too late if we do it for next year? Probably. I don't know if it would still be still carry the same weight. Hmm. So this was the first release from uh, the the new album, 40 Years On. Uh, and it's the first single alongside uh, Don't Shut Me Down uh, to be released since Under Attack in 1982. Uh, and what a, I, don't, I don't know if you've done the research, Dan, and don't worry if you haven't. I'm not going to uh, judge you. But are there any other acts that have had such a long chasm between singles releases well i i haven't done the full research but from knowledge i can't think of any that have had certainly the same lineup uh and with nothing in between to, to have had that gap in singles no i can't think of anyone which i think is what makes it so magical isn't it so special and i can't remember the last time we had a pop comeback so significant so big which was like a global event when it was announced. Uh, I just can't remember the last time such a such a thing happened on such a scale. Yeah, same. Yeah, when you think about band, big bands getting back together, whether it's you know Spice Girls, that was a really big deal, but didn't you know nothing like ABBA getting back together. And just to give you an idea of the reach, uh, this uh, got I still have faith in you. Got to number fourteen in the UK singles chart which is some going these days, considering the changing landscape of music charts and consumption. Uh, Sweden, number two, uh, and is top 20 all over Europe. So, you know, it was very well received, very warmly received. Yeah, as you say, uh, in, in a world of streaming and where that plays such a big part in the charts, uh, and for a band like ABBA, whose fan base, you know, they, they've got a huge fan base across the ages but of course the original fan base a much older audience uh they're the ones of course who are going out to buy the physical single which was released on cd and vinyl and that's probably what got it up to number 14 but um then again i've been streaming it well i'm sure you have as well probably not as much as you it's right at the top of my uh uh what's it called on stack yeah i'm not spotify unwrapped 4.4 million views of this video as well in the first 24 hours that's the thing as well, of course. It's a stunning video. We don't always get videos of songs nowadays, uh, but it's the story of them and then moving into the ABBA Voyage live stage show. But I think actually musically... Musically? What I love, I said I, it was ex- what I expected, but the, the moment when they come in with We Still Have It In Us and the song really picks up and the, the horns come in and the vocals are kind of in a new range, if you like, it re- it's a goosebump moment, I think. It was a huge, massive moment when it was first played live. Not live, first played on TV. Well, yes, even the most hardened of us uh, couldn't help but be moved by that. And obviously those who are softer uh, were in floods of tears. Uh, yeah. No it, judgment. Even the next day, I think it had a little tipple. Uh, oh, I think the next day was Mighty Hoopla. And I got back in and put it on and had a little little weep. 
well, you were quite uh, mm. uh, well well lubricated after that. Well, as you should be at Mighty Hoopla, actually. <laughs> if you don't leave Mighty right. Hoopla well lubricated, have you had a good time? Uh, no, and we don't mean the sodden floor of the men's urinals. Oh, God. Less sorry, than... I didn't want to talk about urinals on an ABBA episode. I'm sorry. Sorry. Really? Mm. Sorry, everyone. Trust you. Uh, track number two now. When you dance with me. Song being played on Burns Night. Oh, how lovely! Do you normally do anything for Burns Night? Uh, yes, I give my other half a Chinese Burns. Oh, I think it's more of a Scottish tradition, actually. Give him a Scottish burn. <laughs> Thrash him with a thistle. <laughs> well, people are into. No, that's things. probably more of an angered rash than a burn. But oh. uh... speaking of. All sorted, all cleared up. Yeah, you can get some wonderful things over the chemist counter at Boots these days. Oh, much nicer than having to go and explain to the GP again. Especially when you've had the same family doctor for a good few years. It's quite embarrassing. Well, since I was since I was a wee bairn, actually, oh. so it's, it is embarrassing. Mm. Uh, and also, uh, I uh, can't get hold of Dr. Hilary Jones anymore. He stopped taking my calls on Good Morning Britain, so... Oh. Well, just speak to Denise instead. She's dead. So when you danced with me then, we say this a lot, but this, of course, was a very exciting track because we'd heard three of these 10 songs ahead of the album being released, but this one we hadn't heard yet. So this was the first brand new track to our ears at the time. Uh, And what me and my other half did on the day it came out, we waited up until midnight and then we sat in the living room and we both had our headphones on so we had the best possible sound experience and we listened to each track and then we'd chat about it afterwards. So we almost did a, like a live track by track episode recording but without you there, Will, so we couldn't brand it as track by track. <laughs> Good, because I would have I would have sued. <laughs> you would as well. <laughs> um, so when this one came on, we both, you know, we weren't disappointed. That lovely kind of Gaelic sound through there with the added uh, emphasis of a bit of a, a kind of 80s you know the kind of beat you'd expect from an ABBA song a bit of a bump it's all good fun it sounds like ABBA we were hooked what did you think to this one Will? Oh I well I, as much as I enjoyed I still have faith in you I think when this kicked in I was like yes this is this is the sort of thing we're talking about uh, because as you know I prefer something with a bit more oomph to it mm. and, and and that's what and that's what you're given and thank God with the band like ABBA, you know, even yeah, even if you're not so keen on one of the slower songs, you know at some point you're going to get some oomph on the album. Uh, great song for a wedding. Yes, definitely. There's that, yeah, there's that fantastic storytelling you get from, from Benny and Bjorn. And uh, just in case anyone doesn't know, the, the songs are, for this album certainly, but for a lot of their other albums as well, were written with Benny coming up with the music and the melody and Bjorn adding the lyrics um so here 
Bjorn was inspired by when he lived in England, which was between 84 and 90. Uh, and he's inspired by kind of village fairs and how people, some people remain, some people leave. Brexit on track by track. I used to love a village fair back in the day, back in Devon. We used to have the local ram roast. <laughs> what? <It's> nothing. <laughs> uh, and maypole dancing as well. Yeah. Morris dancers and people in straw hats and uh, flailing around the pace with handkerchiefs as well. Did you do any of this? Did you get involved? No, I was just a uh, a happier onlooker. Oh, did you ever go? On, did they have like a coconut shy? Yeah, and throw a hoop over a tin and win a pro, win win the tin, uh, and a uh, uh, a raffle. Oh yeah, uh, a tombola as well. Tombola, instant uh, prize. Bouncy castle. Um, lots of uh, lots of well-to-do ladies selling their selling their wares on the uh, over the tables. Oh, and did they do um, scoring of like the biggest aubergine and you know cauliflower and tomatoes and all that kind of thing? Yes, uh, my uh, dad actually won biggest turnip one year. Really? Mm. Good for him. Did you all took into it afterwards? Uh, no, no, no. Because because he won, they wanted to keep it for posterity. But uh, he was the toast of the root vegetable tent. Oh, I bet that was a moment. Oh, you know, if I could have chosen, if I could choose to be in one moment over the last few years, it would be that. I'll tell you what, he didn't, uh, didn't go uh, without a drink at the local pub that night. Mm, For the rest of the week, I'd hope. Because he was buying them for himself. (laughs) Because he was an alcoholic. (laughs) He's not, just to be clear. And a Uh, thief. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we drifted well off the point here, so... uh, yeah, I have to say, well, with our village fates, um, it actually did always end up being a bit of a fate in the evening because they'd have a turn into a bit of a party in the marquee with all the bales and all that kind of stuff. And there's always a couple that had too many ciders through the day. And I wasn't even in the West Country, but there's a lot of cider, a lot of strongbone woodpecker uh, and a few fists were thrown later on. Oh, no. Hopefully not on the woodpeckers. No. no. Oh, God, no, they're endangered. But the tits got a good thrashing. That's quite enough tits and peckers for now. <laughs> Speaking of, should we move on to track three? Uh, yes. Uh, now, this is... Uh, this surprised me, this one. Uh, so let's just hear it. This is Little Things. Little things Like my gentle touch It's amazing, darling, that so little can achieve so much. Little things like your sleepy smile. As the brand new day is dawning, it's a lovely Christmas morning. And why don't we stay... So little things there, and that reminds me of the last Blue Peter before Christmas. Oh. Who would have been presenting it when you were a wee whippersnapper? Say when you were eight years old or so. Oh, it would have been uh, Yvette Fielding, uh, Karen Keating, who's now dead, uh, and Mark Curry. Mark Curry, I forgot about him. Would have been, Uh, I think, Diane Louise Jordan for me. Maybe Katie Hill, she was a bit later. Richard Bacon, maybe a little bit later. 
Oh, Anthea Turner, of course. Oh, oh Anthea. That bloody motorbike. Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> Knocked her clean out, didn't it? Uh, her hair nearly went up like a bloody uh, Christmas, Christmas turn. pudding. Christmas pudding, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, this is like when the last one, they sing carols and uh, the local kids' choir from the local school comes into the studio wrapped up in hats and gloves and candles, which it seemed, always used to seem pointless because it must be like 40 degrees in the uh, studio. But <laughs> yeah. They were trying to set the scene. Also, I feel a bit sorry for the one that's wrapped up in candles. They must be absolutely <laughs> roasted. Is that like the Wicker Man or something? <laughs> Yeah, once a year on the Christmas episode, the Blue Peter presenters would sacrifice a child. For baby Jesus. But this song, I can see what you mean. Well, it's so festive, but so gently festive, I suppose. It's not a, you know, Slade or Wizard or Mariah in your face Christmas banger. It's just, it's all about Christmas morning, isn't it? And waking up and seeing what Santa's brought. It's so, I think it's so sweet. And lovely, but I'm really intrigued to see what you think about it, Will, because I know this has been maybe the one track on the album that's divided the fans. Well, obviously, we don't talk about the album artwork on our best albums of episodes, uh, but this would be a potential contender for it, I have to say. Okay. Uh, because I think the children are a little bit too much. Yeah, of course, the choir comes in at the end. Uh, they've sang with the children's choir before, of course, on I Have a Dream, but. I, I mean, I like it because you know me and listeners know me uh, to a degree. Uh, I love ABBA and I love Christmas. So this is just, this was a real treat. Uh, but also, Dan, it's funny you should say that because it's called Little Things, but I know you love a big present at Christmas, not lots of little ones. Well, I, I like my main present and then all my little presents as well. Uh, but your eyes always light up when you see a big package at Christmas. <laughs> And do you get to have a, a sneaky one on Christmas Eve? Or do you wait until Christmas morning? I was just talking about this with my hairdresser this morning. Um, oh, and... I meant to say, by the way, the perm looks wonderful. Brave choice, but you've pulled it off. Thank you very much. Uh... <laughs> that's, what, that's what made me think of Anthea Turner back in the early 90s, actually. Uh, but... No, and I said, oh, I know some people that do like that, but actually I'm a bit more of a purist. And I don't believe in Christmas Eve boxes or opening a present on Christmas Eve. Uh, I believe in... I believe in angels. <laughs> Abba. Uh, Westlife. Oh, dear. Sorry, listeners. You actually said that in the last Abba episode, actually, Dan. There's no proof. I there is. edited it, so there probably is proof. <laughs> yeah. I kept the receipts. Uh, and so yeah but he uh he's very much a fan of like doing that what about you yeah no i'm with you it's just christmas day uh maybe the one exception actually is when we get together us our partners our group of friends uh sometimes pre-christmas uh, and we exchange gifts then and on the track um apparently uh bjorn heard christmas and christmas morning from the music benny didn't really think about it as a christmas song at first but Bjorn has said that, of course, they've got Happy New Year. So with this one, they want to own Christmas and New Year. And worth noting that it is being released as a single from the album uh, in a week or so, I think, at time of episode release. <gasps> Wouldn't it be Damn. amazing? Christmas number one. Yes. Christmas number one with ABBA. That would just be amazing. On Christmas Day, Top of the Pops. 
Oh, can you imagine them there performing live? They might make an exception, don't you think? No, I don't think they will. Oh, I was trying to just put some positivity out there, but thank well, you I'm for being, me down. Just being realistic. I'm just being realistic. You know they're not doing that, Dan. Don't kid yourself. Never kid a kidder. Also, the other thing about this song, I love this song, but is it going to be weird when we get to January and we're playing the album? Are you going to skip past this one or are you just going to keep it on anyway? Right, you'll keep it on anyway. I'll keep it on anyway. Number four now, and this is the other track we first heard. Don't shut me down. And now you see another me, I'm Would you be surprised to hear, Dan and listeners, that I'd prefer this to the other one? No, me, per- I can't speak for all the listeners, Will, uh, but me personally, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I think actually the majority of people, well, from what I've seen on our Twitter and, and other various forms of uh, interaction, I think most people preferred this. For me, is I still have faith in you, but I think a lot prefer this one. Uh, it was just—I mean—the main things for me, for me, is it's just—it's a bit more of a banger, isn't it? And I just think there's some lovely melodies within it as well. But the co- the way the chorus chugs along, when I listened to this, this was like this is what I've really come back for, back to them for, was something like this. Yeah, just the way, like you said, the some of the the melodies in there. It's the it's the classic ABBA way of songwriting. It's the classic ABBA way of using words. And you get it all in this, the lines about, I'm like a dream within a dream that's been decoded. The How it starts with her sitting on the park bench. It's kind of very, the day before mm. you came or something like that. But I think when, when this song first started at the end of the press conference, Benny and Bjorn were walking off stage. This song started playing. And of course it starts out slow. And even though I said before, I love, I still have faith in you. I'm a big fan of the slower moments. There was a part of me thinking, please let the other track be a bop. And it starts off slow and then that piano glide comes in and the beat comes in. And I think all of us will kind of breathe a sigh of relief that it's not they're not just coming back with slower songs because it's 40 years on. They've got the bops as well. Yeah, and of course they are. They know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly what people wanted. And it's the combo the both both sides of that Abercoin is what they're getting. And uh, this track was inspired. Uh, of course, it's a, it's a love story about someone uh, not wanting to be shut down, maybe wanting someone to take them back. But also, Bjorn has said it's kind of also about ABBA and the avatars and like, don't shut us down. You know, like we are back in a sense. And I'm not going to shut them down well, actually. Uh, and we certainly didn't when this was released. Uh, interestingly, it got to number nine in the charts in the UK. And number one in Sweden. I'm so glad it got to number one in Sweden because obviously they're very have a very faithful home fan base. But a top ten hit here, their first since one of us back in '81, uh, just phenomenal. And if God was one of us, <laughs> great song, love that song. I'm not going to do the whole chart well, but number one at the time, Ed Sheeran, Bad Habits. Uh, now I do believe because of course, Don't Shut Me Down and I Still Have Faith in You not only 
the first two tracks released from the album, but also the first two tracks written and recorded, actually about four and a half years before we we got to uh, hear them. And I do believe that these were the tracks written, especially for the show. So I think we'll be hearing these, Will, when we are there on opening night. Opening night. And maybe, maybe they'll be there as well. They've got to be, haven't they? They've got to be. Right. Track number five now. Another single. Just a Notion. Just a notion there. Well, they're saying just an ocean, but which ocean are they specifically talking about, do you think? Notion, not ocean. Oh, I've never actually seen it written down. I thought they were just talking about a body of water. Of course not. <laughs> uh, this, just a notion. Uh, as you said, Will, this was the technically third single, uh, you could argue second release from the album, but not a brand new song, is it? No, it was originally recorded all the way back in 1978, which was comfortably before I was born. Yes, very comfortably. Comfortably numb. And I think you can definitely tell, like, the vocals from the girls throughout the album are phenomenal. But this does feature the original vocals from that recording with new music. And you can tell, can't you? You can tell that it's it's an earlier vocal take. Or can, can you? you not, actually? Can you not? That's well, I can't, but then I'm not as much an ABBA aficionado as you are. But I'm not surprised if you can. And, I, and again, I don't mean that in any way as a criticism, but I think just obviously people's voices age. It has been 40-something years since this one was recorded. Um, but yeah, I love, I, lo- I love the track anyway. I think it, it's, it's great that this has got to see the light of day because there's so much energy in it. Um, it's and it doesn't really fall into disco abba it doesn't really fall into dance abba it's not a ballad it's maybe a little bit more on the rockier side of things you get from them well i would say it's uh, sing along in the pub abba with someone on the oh, piano benny oh imagine that if you were in a pub and all of a sudden someone started tinkling on on a piano and it was benny you'd say get in the bloody toilets mate and dry that off when you finished <laughs> Uh, but it's a really it's a really fun song, one you could imagine having a good sing song to. Also, how many songs actually start with the first line being the song title? I can think of one, Will. I still have faith in you by Abba. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Also, Little Things by Abba. <laughs> but how many non Abba songs can you think of? <laughs> probably quite actually, yeah, probably quite a few if we really start to think about it. So let's not. But it's not, it's not too common. I'm on your side, Will Lovey. Are you? No, well, sometimes. <laughs> when it suits you. So let's move on then to track six. Flipping over the vinyl or the cassette. This is I Can Be That Woman. But you're close to tears Oh, God, I'm sorry For the wasted years 
This really reminds me of Listen to Your Heart by Roxette. And I'm sorry, I have to say that. Fellow Swedish pop stars, if I'm not mistaken. Fantastic group who we've yet to talk about. I love that there's so many iconic groups that we're yet to talk about. It just means, and this is a threat to everyone, that we're going to be doing this for a lot longer yet. But yeah, definitely. I Well, I didn't hear that well until you started singing along to it with that. Uh, and yeah, I can definitely hear that. But it was actually inspired by someone who may be inspired, Roxette, you never know, Tammy Wynette. Ah, oh, the lovely Tammy Wynette. Last talked about on Trap by Trap when we were talking about... The KLF. Well done. It all comes around, doesn't it? Which was way back at the start of the year, actually. Got a nearly a year since our KLF episode. And that was a biggie, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a complicated episode. Now, Will, this song, uh, in this song, there is someone called Tammy. It's not Tammy Wynette. Um, but it's a dog. Tammy. A good dog. Tammy. Come on, Tammy. Hello. What's your name? Tammy. Oh, a little lady friend for Digby. Oh, Tammy and Digby. Oh. And I love how in this really stunning ballad, country-esque ABBA ballad, uh, heartfelt but some of the lines are all about uh, her, the dog wagging her tail and things like that. It's very, that's a very Benny and Bjorn way of songwriting, isn't it? Mm. Nice track. Uh, and it's about uh, someone who has battled addiction uh, and it's coming to uh, the end of that. There's, there's, there's going to be a positive ending in the song. Um, and But my favourite line, going back to Tammy, is, and the dog... Bless her heart, licks my fingers, and she jerks every time you swear. Quite sore then. <laughs> but yeah, a beautiful, beautiful ballad. Uh, let's amp things up a bit with something quite dramatic. Uh, and Dan, mm-hmm. we're all going to be keeping an eye on you. On me there, I was so pleasantly surprised when I heard this song. I was I was enjoying the album anyway. I was in love with it. It was already an album of the year when I got to this point. But when you first hear those electronics and those synths mm. and that moody sound and how this track, the atmosphere just builds, I hadn't even finished listening to the song and I couldn't wait to start it again. It was one of those. Just a, a masterpiece. Yeah, it's my favourite track on the album by quite a long chalk, actually, because Mm. it's just an epic four minutes. uh, Because once it really kicks in, I don't know what you mean. Once it really kicks in, you want to go back and listen to it building up again. 
Yeah. Uh, very addictive. Uh, what's it about, Dan? It's about... So Dan, uh, or the character of me, he is a child and his parents are divorced uh, and is being left with... His, the mum is dropping him off to stay with the dad. So she's saying to him, keep an eye on Dan. Uh, and there's some lovely Bjorn lyricism uh, following the first chorus when she says, uh, certain that I'm out of sight, I pull over and turn off the car and I bang the wheel. I can't believe that I've actually held it together this far, seeing how I feel. Uh, it's like, the, again, it's like the day before you came. It's real like stream of consciousness almost from this character directly into our ears. And I was just thinking about Mamma Mia 3. And if if there is a new character called Dan then you just know what's going to happen. You just know what they're going to do with that, isn't it? Uh, I think Judy Kramer must have been listening to this album and rubbing her hands together thinking, you know, I've had, I've almost run out of, of Abba Gold and more Abba Gold and I've got a few bits I want to tie up and, well, I can bring Dan into this and, oh, there could be a bumblebee flying around and, you know, a notions dog Tammy. and Notions and... Oceans uh, and notions. And shutting things down, shutting the hotel down for the winter... Oh, a village uh, fair beforehand. Yeah. Uh, and a lovely big dance number for when you dance with me as well. Yes. In fact, Dan, should we see if they want us to write the film? Well, why don't we just put a few ideas together and send it off anyway? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, of course. And it, and it can be uh, there can be a Christmas scene, which we haven't had in a Mamma Mia film yet. It's for little things. Little things. Little things. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but this is just wonderful, isn't it? Just wonderful. It's it's phenomenal. It's I wouldn't I don't know if I can quite call my favourite track on the album yet. I think it might be I still have faith in you just because of the emotion tied into that one. But this certainly is one of my favourite tracks of the year. Uh, it's very quickly creeping up my most played uh, tracks of twenty twenty one as well. It's just you know it, it's again. I Still Have Faith in You sounded like what I thought ABBA might sound like in 2021. But maybe at the back of my mind, I was hoping for something that was a little bit voulez-vous or a little bit gimme, 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 but still suited them at their age now. And this is 100% that. And you've got those little motifs dotted around the album. Um, and on here at the end, you've got the SOS piano just closing things. Mm. It's just joyous, Will. I don't think I've ever said joyous about a song on track by track before. This is just joyous. It's the sort of song that makes you so happy to just uh, love music and enjoy music. Life-affirming. I couldn't have put it any better. I hope we get... I don't... You know, we might not get to hear this live from ABBA. Never say never. But I'd love to be out somewhere and this track comes on and everyone sings and dances to it. In Nando's. (laughs) (laughs) No, you have Deliveroo, don't you? So... Oh, not with Nando. Nando's does not travel. I can't abide a Nando's delivery. Oh, we should do that one episode. We should go through all of the restaurants and you can tell our listeners what does and doesn't travel. Because <laughs> I've got experience of just, ordering a few. Well, you said it. You, you said it, really. So, yeah, track number eight now. Uh, and this is Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Watching clouds sail with the breeze, feeling carefree as I listen to the hum of bumblebees. 
Bumblebee there. And this, if we were doing it this week, this might be another moment where I would be inclined to reach for the album artwork. But I love the the fluting that kicks in. It's oh so familiar. Uh, and one of those lovely reminders uh, that this is ABBA and they're back. The Ab- yeah, it's ABBA, they're back and they haven't changed how they sound. Uh, yeah, I love that sound. It's kind of reminiscent, not the same as, but reminiscent of maybe what you'd hear in like I Have a Dream or Chikatita or something like that. Um, and I love the lyrical content of this one just you know it's free to sing in this one mainly she's in a garden the bumblebees are there the lilacs um and of course much like debbie harry with uh and blondie with the pollinator album this is for the bees save the bees well and the planet well mainly the bees you know if you see one will that looks a little bit tired you've got to go and get a jar uh, a spoonful of sh- sugary water and take it over to him one fall of sugar <laughs> water helps the bee feel better <laughs> anyway 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 shall we move on to track nine let's go for track number nine no database he tells me that he won't take the face Exaggerate, and maybe he's right, but that is beside the point. Well, then, why do I let it upset me? Yes, and why am I biting my name? No doubt about it, there, which is so catchy, especially that chorus. But it's not just the chorus that's great about this song. I love the structure of this. You've got a brilliant bridge. There's a wonderful bass running through it as well. And it's another banger. Another banger. Yeah, you could be forgiven for thinking, well, they've given us just an ocean and they've given us Don't Shut Me Down and they've given us Keep An Eye On Dan. Let them slow it down now. And they did with Bumblebee. And then they come back with this one. And again, it's that rockier edge of ABBA still extremely poppy and danceable and like you said that bridge part with the well then why uh dot 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 i love that part it's you know such a good structure to the song comes out of nowhere almost uh, and just shows that well they've still yes. got it they've, still, they've got still got it they never lost it they never bloody lost it no doubt about it and speaking of the song will speaking about uh the meaning behind this song tell me if it reminds you of anyone anyone close to home uh bjorn said i've known a few people who can kind of flare up and can't help it but then very quickly sort of get calm again and say sorry sorry i shouldn't have done that oh you no you no you 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 <laughs> take well, a look in the mirror dan oh self-awareness very much well but yeah, great lyrics again, great storytelling. Just, God, they're just great, aren't they? <laughs> they're very good. They're very good. They are quite, I can see these going places, actually. These are what one of think? our ones to watch for 2021. <laughs> <laughs> 22 even, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big things next year. Also, I think the thing that was a huge 
wonderful surprise, certainly on songs like this one, is the energy and the vigour that Frida and, and Yetta have delivering these songs. You know, not to be an ageist in any way, Will, of course, but Frida recently turned 76. But here on this song, it's still packing a punch, isn't it? 76? Quite nearly as old as your mother. How dare you? Uh, now, we're on to the final track of the album now, and this is Ode to Freedom. This is another track that if you were this that way inclined, you could easily weep to. Yeah, it's so dramatic. I would argue their most dramatic theatrical close to an album. Um, of course, they've done it before with things like The Way Old Friends Do on Super Trooper, which we've spoken about before. Uh, but here, it feels even more classical, I suppose. I just think it's just quite a quite a stirring way to finish, you know, thinking this is like the last new song we're going to hear from ABBA. Maybe not forever, because I think they no. have kind of said never... They've not said yes, but they've said never say never, haven't they? What, what I've really enjoyed over the last couple of weeks is that Benny had said in an interview that this would absolutely be the last thing after this, that's the end of ABBA. So, of, of course, the, the ABBA Voyage show would go on. And then and the next interview, him and Bjorn together, he said, well, it's not just, Benny said, it's not just my decision, uh, kind of looking over to Bjorn. And then uh, they both said the girls would have to twist our arms. And then when Frida was on the Zoe Ball show, she said, I don't know why they said that. I was quite surprised by that because, you know, never say never. So in my head, I've now spun that, that there definitely is going to be more from ABBA. Good, and I just very think con- it- very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> It'd just be lovely to end it on 10 albums, wouldn't it? This is the ninth studio album. Ten's a lovely round number to end things on. And also, as I'm sure we're going to come on to talk to, like the album's done quite well. So it's not like the it was a failed comeback. Well, I think quite well is an understatement because it was number one in the UK album chart, number two in the US Billboard chart, and pretty much number one across all of Europe. Uh, and uh, very present in the charts across the globe as well. Uh, it's just been such a huge, huge record. Also, the most sales for an album on vinyl in the UK this century, which I suppose technically also means this millennium, maybe sounds a bit better. And I think there's a few other broken records as well. Broken record for the pre-sales, it had 111,000 pre-orders. Um, and previous to that, the record was held by progress by take that which had something like eighty thousand or just under so not only broke it but smashed it uh, and i read on the official charts company website as well apparently the first week sales were two hundred four thousand units that's huge i've also enjoyed reading on twitter taylor swift obsessive fans uh having no idea who abba are and oh. being being absolutely puzzled as to why at this this group they've never heard of called ABBA are doing better in the album charts than Taylor Swift. 
Oh, Dan. I saw that this morning for the first time and I just, I can't believe people don't know. You don't have to know ABBA, but surely everyone knows ABBA. Bloody Swifties. Kids. In fact, kids. F- for that, as punishment, we're not going to do her on the podcast ever. How about that? Oh, no, I probably said. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I probably just... jumped to a conclusion there, but uh, <laughs> jumped the gun. And I just want to say it was uh, received extremely well. We're looking at four and five stars across uh, the uh, across the board, with a few exceptions like Enemy giving it three out of five. Um, I think there was lots of commentary around kind of like how can you be expected to love this as much as songs you've loved for 40 years which i can kind of see the point with that but i think for both of us we're definitely aligned on the fact that not only is it great that abra's still doing music which not that's not why we love it we love it because it's still good yeah 100 percent. i was very pleased to see a friend of the podcast tom aspel uh, of course he's a huge abba fan he uh, he's got the tattoo he's got the hat he's probably got the t-shirt as well he put out a tweet uh, a few days after release when there were some negative comments coming in. And he said, you know, ABBA have always been, I think, I don't know if he used the term batshit, but maybe he's, ABBA have always been a bit batshit with their albums. You know, you can listen to ABBA Gold and get 20 dance floor bangers and great ballads. But actually in their albums, as we discussed last week, uh, talking about the visitors on our Patreon episode, you know, there's stuff on there like Soldiers or like Two for the Price of One or like Head Over Heels. It's much more different to what you might think about as being standard ABBA or the stuff you get on Mamma Mia. And I do wonder how many people, you know, just really knew ABBA Gold and then this was actually their first studio album. Mm, good point. And what a great point to end on because that's, we're out of time for our first album of the year. Two more to come. Yes, we don't do further listening on our Albums of the Year episodes. And thank God, because there's nothing else to talk about for this era of ABBA <laughs> at the minute. At the minute. So, Dan, can, are we going to share? No, we're not going to share because it's, it'll be you know something to look forward to, uh, what our next selection is going to be. Yes. So our next album of 2021 episode is out next Tuesday for patrons. So do, oh, please, mm. if you want to hear that about that one, do uh, join us, do sign up, as well as that, you will get a whole host of other episodes that have been released since July that are just on Patreon for the minute. You will also get our Patreon-only series, Further Listening, where we deep dive into the back catalogue of some of our favourite artists. We've done Pet Shop Boys, we've done New Order, we've done Bananarama, we've done Duran Duran, we've done Kylie, and we've got another one coming very soon. So we'll see you again soon for more Track by Track. But until next time... I've been Dan. And I still have faith in you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Dear Deirdre, she's not really for medical problems, though. Well, neither am I, but you don't mind whacking things out when we're recording in person together. It's more like I'm sleeping with my new partner's son. <laughs> and you did. <laughs>